welcome to the We Talk Health podcast, the official podcast for West Tennessee Healthcare. Please be advised that this podcast is not intended to replace any medical advice. Always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing said in this podcast is intended to supersede or supplement the direction of your medical caretakers. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at wetalkhealthpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer any questions you may have. Welcome to another episode of We Talk Health. My name is Will Cashagro, and joining me in the studio today is Mr. Kyle McGuire. He is the Director of Invasive Cardiology for West Tennessee Healthcare. Kyle, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, good afternoon. How y'all doing? Doing pretty good, man. Thanks so much for coming in today. And our topic today is going to be about the new cath lab that has been, uh, I guess, remodeled at West... Remodeled. Everything's uh, brand new. Yeah, Jackson General. We just shot a video in there a month or so ago, and... looked great. It looked really, really cool in there. good video. Uh, Thanks. But uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about the new cath lab, what uh, what services are offered there, and uh, what it looks like for a patient to go through having to go to the cath lab so before we do that i want to get to know you a little bit better so obviously your name is kyle mcguire tell me what you like to do outside of work and before that tell me what you do for the hospital uh for the hospital i'm a registered nurse i have been in the hospital for going on my 10th year now okay i started out on a2 i worked there for about three years now i'm in the cath lab been there since 2016 and i moved up from a registered nurse to a director of the cath lab now nice and outside of work, usually I'm very uh, outdoors person, so nice. hunting and fishing, which being outside is what I love doing. Nice. I actually just signed up for my TWRA license today for oh, uh, dove hunting and duck hunting this year. It'll be fun. Well, cool, man. I'm excited to have you in to talk about the cat lab today. Yeah. So uh, let's let's talk about that um, a little more in detail. Okay. So what exactly is the cat lab? That might be kind of a duh kind of question, but... Uh, I mean, because most people, when you hear cath lab or catheter... They think uh, Foley catheter. They don't believe that uh, we're, we have nothing to do with that area of the body. So when you think of cath lab, <laughs> yeah. we usually like to tell everybody cardiac cath lab. So basically let them know we're going to look at your we're looking at your heart. Gotcha. Um, okay. We're going to look at the coronaries, the arteries that supply blood flow to your heart. And that's, that's what our job is in the cath lab. Gotcha. Okay. So how exactly do you guys get into the heart? Is there an incision made somewhere else on yeah. the body? or is So it- uh, it's actually like a puncture site, like getting an IV, for instance. Okay. Ours, it's a six-front sheath, so you can go the right radial artery, which is in your right wrist, or you can go femoral artery, which is in your left and right groin area, and that artery travels straight up to the heart, and we look at that, look at the coronaries through that artery. So... That's how we get there. Gotcha. Okay. Arteries are not very big, to my understanding. I, I'm uh, some are. Uh, the femoral artery, for ones in your groin, uh, once it goes up to the aorta, is as big as a water hose. So, really? Yes. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. The one, the okay. right, the one in the right artery, the right radial that we use, it's fairly small, but uh, we use a catheter that dialyzes it, and after so many hours, the artery is shrink back down to the normal size. So really? We, mm-hmm. It's so cool how the body like does stuff. Yes. How can heal itself like yeah. that? That's that's so cool. Uh, okay, so what would cause somebody to need a heart cath? So most people, they come in with chest pain. They also get a stress test in the clinic or in the hospital, or they have elevated troponins. And elevated troponins are a blood test that is drawn in labs and is used to show some type of ischemic uh, event on your heart, basically some kind of damage 
lack of blood flow, for instance, is ischemia okay. to the heart. So if somebody comes back with a positive troponin or the stress test shows some type of ischemic event, which is lack of blood flow to the heart, it kind of gives us an idea that, hey, this patient needs a little bit closer understanding and mm-hmm. investigation of what is causing this ischemic event to the heart. So can you describe the procedure yeah. um, that, say I'm a patient, I've learned that I've had a schema, is that the word you ischemic. said? Ischemic. Ischemic, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've had some sort of ischemic event and uh, it's been determined that I need to have a uh, heart cath. What so, am I going to go through? So first of all, the physician's going to tell you, explain what is a heart cath, go through the risk, benefits, anything like that. They will come get you either outpatient. Basically, you come in from your house, come into the hospital, and come as a scheduled outpatient. Or if you're an inpatient, you came in with chest pain, and for instance, you're upstairs in the hospital, we'll bring you to the cath lab. Uh, the staff down there will kind of inst- tell you what all is going on. We're going to shave and prep your groin. Basically, we're going to get your sights ready, your right radial artery is going to be ready, your right femoral groin is going to be ready. We're going to put a big sticky drape on top of those areas, kind of keep everything sterile and clean. Then once that, we'll use a needle to get access into your arteries, either the right radial or right femoral artery, depending on what physician preference. And after that, we'll just run catheters, which are like, they're like little water hoses, all the way up through your arm or your leg, up to the coronaries of your heart and start taking pictures. Okay. Uh, we use contrast during this the, the, during the uh, cases mm-hmm. because we have X-ray, and what we do we inject contrast at the same time we step on X-ray. The contrast takes the place of blood in on the coronaries and it shows up black on our X-ray screen. Okay, so, so contrast is just like a dye. Is yeah, that it's correct. It's just like the dye we use. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. So for you, you have a blockage like calcium or anything, basically it will show up white on the screen. So you will see a white area. Basically, it's like you taking a straw and squeezing it. You're going to have that dip where something's missing right there. Mm-hmm. That's going to be your blockage. Gotcha. Okay. So as a patient, will I feel anything? Or am I put to sleep? How so does that work? What you're going to feel is the lidocaine. As far as that goes, that's basically our numbing medication. It feels like a bee sting. There's no way around that. We mm-hmm. inform everybody, you, this is what you will feel. But as far as we also get Versed and fentanyl, which is kind of sedation medications. Uh, some people will go to sleep. Some people won't feel a thing. Okay. But once we get actually our sheath into your artery, uh, there is no nerve endings inside your artery. So once we're in, you will not feel a thing. Gotcha. Okay. Well, the worst part, everyone says, is the lidocaine. It burns really bad, but then it numbs. Yeah. Gotcha. I've had a injury in the back of my head one mm-hmm. time. I busted my head open and they used lidocaine to numb it. And it felt like lava was like yep. Yep. flowing First over A couple it. of seconds. And after that, yeah. yep, done. Okay. When we were filming that video, I think we saw just an example. It wasn't an actual patient, but it was just an example of what a heart cath could look like. like right. You're seeing the video of or the imaging of the heart as it's be, mm-hmm. uh, pumping. To me, again, I'm not clinical. I don't do this for a living. So I feel like you guys, you see this all the time, but your heart's not just sitting there. It's pumping. It's moving. It's, it's moving. Correct. So how... I guess my question is, how easy is it to get the catheter into the heart if you're going for a specific location mm-hmm. and you uh, have to hit that location? It takes skill. And we also have catheters that we, they're called uh, FL3 or FR4, which uh, so you have your left coronary system. Okay. And FL stands for, the L stands for left. So those are used to cannulate your left coronary system. Okay. The R is used to cannulate your right coronary system, and they have a certain curve on the catheters that are used to cannulate those systems. Okay. It still takes a little bit of a finesse because everybody's coronaries are different. Yeah. No one's the same. So it takes a little bit of skill from the physicians, but all the physicians have been through fellowship and trained to this, so they've been used to cannulating many, many coronaries over their years. Gotcha. Of course, that makes sense. It's just 
again from someone who doesn't yeah. do that i was exactly. like they're trying like to trying to put it in layman terms yes. yeah it was like trying to feed a string through a needle mm-hmm. while the needle's moving it's kind of yeah. what it looked like and to our, me. our catheters they run on wires so we have a uh, what we call a j wire it's just a, the end of it looks like a j it runs all the way to your heart and we use those use that wire to run the catheter up to there gotcha that way because that j tip if it hits something it's just going to bounce off okay it's not like you're going to take something straight because something straight will poke a hole in the artery right something j tip it just bounce off anything oh, that makes sense and it'll take the path of least resistance gotcha cool so how long does a procedure last Usually it lasts about an hour from start to finish. So basically, if everything is normal, once we get you on the table, get you draped, prep, it takes about an hour. That's basically back to recovery, back to the room yard and everything. Mm-hmm. If, it, if we have to put a stent in, for instance, it's kind of hard to say how long that is because sure. it, it depends on what the blockage is, where it looks, where it's at, what it looks like, how mm-hmm. significant the blockage is. So we don't stent anything unless it's 70% or greater. Okay. Gotcha. So anything less than 70, they used to try to do medical management. Studies have shown anything less than 70, there's no really significant increase in um, basically helping the patient if you do put a stent in. Gotcha. Okay. So heard the term stent a ton, ton of times. Mm-hmm. What exactly is that? So it's a, it's made of chromium platinum. Platinum is the um, material it's made of. It basically resembles chicken wire in a smaller okay. version. So everyone knows what chicken wire hopefully looks like. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of like a small version of that. They're very, very tiny. but So that goes inside the coronary that has the blockage, and mm-hmm. it's basically used to open up that artery. So if you have it, like, pinched off, like you do a straw, you take that stent and go in there where it's pinched off and blow it up. When that stent holds whatever atmospheres you blow it up to. So if you blow up to 11, 12, it has a certain – every atmosphere has a certain number of how – uh, dilated the stent is okay and that's always up to doctor preference you know 11 atmospheres just three o's yada 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 gotcha okay how long does the stent stay in so the stent stays in for life we get asked for that life. often okay. when is the stent going to come back out it does not it stays in for the rest of your life is there a possibility of the stent moving after a procedure no so what we try to do well we i mean as far as physicians they try to get a stent that is the same size as the artery around it. Okay. So what they'll do, they'll blow like if it's a three O vessel, we'll get a three O stent and blow it up to the same three O atmospheres, and that stent will try to keep three O the whole time, so mm-hmm. it will actually stay in place, and eventually your body will form almost like scar tissue around it and keep it locked in place. Snug, yep. snug in there. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, let's say I've had to have a stent put in 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Is there a possibility of having to have another stent put in, or is it sometimes one and done kind of situation? Yes, there is. So um, as as you get older, of course, your body builds calcium, starts building plaque formation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've had instances where people have had stents in the past. Then when they come back and that brand new stent that's been there for five, six years ago has already started to form calcium again. So we'll put a stent over top of a stent. Oh, okay. And there's been times where we put a stent in a vessel. Ten years down the road, it looks great. And there's another vessel that's got another blockage in. So we're, we're capable of putting in more than one stent at a time. Okay. So you can put in stents. There's three main arteries, your RCA, which is on the right side, right coronary artery, LAD, left anterior descending artery, and circumflex artery. The LAD is what most people call as the uh, widow maker because uh, when yep. it goes down. I've heard that term. Yep, yep. So but we can stent multiple vessels at a time, and it's basically up to doctor discretion what they want to stent if it looks significant to them. Gotcha. Okay. Kyle, thanks so much for coming in today. I've learned a lot. Again, filming that video, I, I learned a fair amount then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone that works over there is the super fantastic people. And they were yeah, thank you. Thank very you. informative, uh, very nice 
oftentimes when we show up with cameras, people are like, what are you doing here? Yeah. But they were great. You guys are great to work with. Thank and uh, people listening, hopefully you never have to worry about having a stint. But if you do and you choose to come to Jackson General, just know that you're in the best care and the best hands uh, possible. These people are fantastic folks, really know what they're doing and insanely experienced. So, uh, Kyle, thank you for what you do. Doing the Lord's work, as they say, and uh, keep on keeping on, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of We Talk Health.